This is the Cinema Review Show. I'm going to see as many films as I possibly can, and on each episode, interview a different guest about the films we've seen. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on all good podcasting apps. Just search the Cinema Review Show. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to episode four of the Cinema Review Show. I'm Craig Fields, and on this week's episode, I have Ranjit Namro. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, so, we've got to know each other quite well over the last year, uh, what with uh, us doing the podcast at Cineworld Hemel Hempstead. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, about what you do, um, what you've been up to, and and what you love about film as well. So... Um we met at Cineworld. I'm a cinema manager, um, and uh, yeah, I've just I've loved film since a very early age. Since I, I think I said last time I met you on the podcast, I said uh, it was Jurassic Park that really uh, sparked my passion for film. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So since then, since I've since I saw those dinosaurs on the screen, I I, I thought this this is amazing. Like what? Like you know, I believe that they were real. So that's what sparked my passion for the for the art form. And since then, I've just try and watch every film yeah well that which leads quite well into what we're reviewing today because if you like dinosaurs on the big yeah. screen that should translate quite well yeah. into what we're reviewing today and we are reviewing on this episode godzilla king of the monsters and we're also going to try and do some bonus reviews as well try and get my words out there um of x-men dark phoenix and book smart uh, which will be available as a separate episode but bonus material with ranji and i cool um so Moving swiftly on to the review, uh, Godzilla. King of the Monsters sees Michael Doherty direct and pen this latest outing. Uh, Doherty is best known for his work with Brian Singer on the second X-Men film, and uh, which is called X2, and Superman Returns. Uh, this is the 35th Godzilla film that's been made, and it's the third film in Legendary's Monsterverse. Uh, the first being Godzilla in 2014, which was directed by Gareth Edwards, uh, known for the infamous Rogue One incident, uh, and then uh, Kong Skull Island in 2017, and now Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, King of the Monsters sees the world coming to terms with the fact that monsters exist. Uh, Monarch, the cryptozoological agency, are discovering around the world the different Titan monsters locked away in various places within the Earth. And as they awaken, Monarch's only hope at stopping them is... Godzilla. Let's take a listen to a clip slash maybe trailers, maybe something that doesn't, maybe has some dialogue in it. I'm not sure. Let's have a listen. Good luck. <laughs> Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun and we are the cause. We are the infection. Like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. Well, I managed to found 
so, or find something that isn't going to be smash and bang. And it actually tells a lot of the story uh, of... Pretty of, much the whole story. Pretty much the yeah. whole story about what's going on. And we were just talking before about this yeah. scene. Uh, this scene in particular really took you out of the film. Why did it do that? Well, it's so it's the she's revealed to be the villain. So, and well, it's fine. We can say that. Yeah. It's, by the way, guys, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler review because yeah. by the time this goes out, I think most of you would have seen it. Um, but also, um, nobody's going to go and see it anyway because yeah. this this review is going to tell you why. Yeah. What, why? So yeah. So she's uh, Vera Farminga is revealed to be the villain of the film or one of the villains of the film, and then she's given is her moment to explain why she's the villain. So she's talking to sort of like the, the the army and everyone yeah and then monarch she, isn't it monarch yeah, yeah. yeah. and then she's um, she's explaining that the reason she wants to release these uh titans as she calls them um is to sort of reset the balance in the earth you know they they were they were originally in uh, in charge of the earth and the, the old humans used to worship them and stuff like that but while she's doing that she's there's clips of natural disasters and war and things like that and it just really took me out because it's I was just thinking, like, how is she, you know, is she editing all of that in real time? Like, does she have someone on the switchboard? Like, how is how My those... theory is that she prepared this PowerPoint <laughs> presentation about a year before because she clearly knew, yeah. what she knew what she was going to be doing. She knew what side she was going to be it's... on. And so she, she got Microsoft Office. She's downloaded that. <laughs> she's got PowerPoint. Yeah. She's got images. She's gone on Google Images, downloaded videos. She's gone on Save Clip Bro. <laughs> she's got yeah. videos from YouTube. And this whole presentation's going on. And you're right. It really did take it me does, out of the yeah. cinema as well because I was thinking, what? How is she doing this? It's amazing. Yeah, I understand. Um, I understand the point. You know, it's probably to appeal to like the international audiences and stuff like that, just to make it a bit more easier to understand. I disagree. It's okay. for the Hollywood audience because Hollywood have to dumb it down, okay. and they have to give you that explanation as to what's going on at every point within the film. And this was like the ultimate point in the film as to you know for them to explain what she's doing, yeah. why she's doing it, what her motives are, um, why the kaiju or, or um, monsters, what yeah. they even do, what yeah. they, what are they doing, why do they do it? And everyone's like, "All oh, right, okay, well." I just want to see the monsters fight. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's basically what the whole film's yeah. really about. I feel like they got a lot of stick for the last film, the 2014 Gareth Evans film, which didn't have a lot of Godzilla in it. I think uh, I think only like 14 minutes in total of Godzilla screen time. That was the biggest complaint, 100% yeah. about the film. So they've gone the complete opposite way now. There's a lot of Godzilla, there's a lot of monsters, um, you know, a bit more so than humans. And... For me personally, like I started the show off saying I love Jurassic Park. So I loved seeing Godzilla on screen. I mm. loved seeing the monster fights. You know, it's what I've always wanted to see. It's a like, big spectacle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. And there's some shots in this. Uh, the cinematography is pretty amazing as well. There's some shots where, you know, it's a wide shot of Godzilla on one side and then monster is about to square off on the other side. Yeah. And it just looks amazing. Like there's shots in the Arctic and like in the cities and it does look pretty stunning. Um yeah, and that's the positive of the film. I think the CGI is pretty good. Um, it's very photo. It's a very photorealistic Godzilla. He does look pretty incredible. It's a, the use of color. There's a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of blue and a lot of yellow for King King Ghidorah, um, which I really enjoyed. But um, but yeah, it's you know, it didn't do too well at the box office. I think it came out at number four when it got released in the UK, which you know, it's not good, especially if Warner Brothers are planning to. 
you know, extend this even further. Well, know? that's exactly what they're doing. And they yeah. built that up from obviously uh, the first Godzilla, then Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And then they allude in, in King of the Monsters yeah. that there is going to be a showdown between Godzilla yeah. and King Kong. Yeah. And it's it's King versus God is what yeah. they basically say at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, I think and that's already started filming, hasn't it? it I think yeah. so. It's, it is rumoured to be coming out even next year or yeah. the year before that. A uh, year after that, sorry, because yeah. we are in the year <laughs> before it. Um, so, you know, the critics really dislike the film. However, the audience yeah. seem to really like it. Um, with Rotten Tomatoes uh, saying that um, the 40% uh, score from critics and 84% from the audience. That's a massive difference. Yeah. So why do we think that the audience really enjoyed it and the critics didn't? I think because... I watched it in IMAX and it's incredible in IMAX. You really feel like you're standing there watching these monsters bash each other in the city and like yeah. you know the sound is amazing and the, the the visuals that you're you're witnessing are pretty amazing. And I think that's probably what it is like people probably got, you know, swept up in that and they and that's why the audience responded to uh, to it quite well. I feel like um I personally feel like there's way too many, again, there's way too many human characters in this film. I think that's a big problem with these films. It's the same with Kong and God, the first Godzilla. Like, you know, you just, you just can't, I couldn't really relate to anyone. Yeah, you can't identify you with can't, them. Yeah. You can't build an emotional connection with them. If something happened to them, you yeah. couldn't really care less. Exactly. And, you know, if you took out the number of characters within the film yeah. and, you know, condense that down you might have fared a better chance yeah. of telling a decent story um and critics like films that have a decent story yeah story is king yeah essentially with with anything that you do and this lacked in a a decent story it had to hold your hand throughout it so every big monster fight it yeah. goes to a, some sort of explanation from the human beings yeah. as to what's going on those of reaction shots just close-ups and stuff is exactly you know, is... and the technology as well wasn't really it was a bit weird yeah and that was a big plot device that they used yeah. and it just didn't feel plausible yeah that's that's one one thing i want to bring up the first godzilla film gareth evans one it really feels grounded it really feels like our world it really feels like you know godzilla has come into our world um and i think you know there's it's he it, got gareth evans Gareth Evans did that quite well with the use of uh, handheld cameras and like you know the point of view shots with uh, shoulder soldiers in the um, in the streets and you yeah. know and the the halo jump scene is incredible. That scene is beautiful to look at when they're coming down from the um, the, the plane uh, onto the battlefield and like this film just it, it's meant to be like a five year jump, but it feels like a lot more. The technology is all you know very high tech there's all these planes that don't exist in real life and there's this machine that they can communicate with the monsters with and it's just like what has happened like how how have we rapidly advanced so quickly in that five-year gap and they even mentioned in the film it's been a five-year gap yeah, so, well it has definitely been five yeah. years 2014 2019 yeah. and they've had that long to pen this film yeah it feels like they've gone right first draft oh yeah. my god this is amazing yeah like let's absolutely. put that out there i don't aren't we gonna do any revisions yeah. nobody asked that question uh and yeah, I think Edwards did a great job on the first film in some respects. Yeah. But did, you know, yeah, again, lack of monster. Yeah. So, you know, every it sort of, I think it was going for a Cloverfield yeah. feel with that. And whilst Abram, uh, J.J. Abrams was able to do that in a really great way yeah. with Cloverfield, it didn't translate well to Godzilla. So yeah. the complaints came. So this, they're like, let's put 
loads of monsters in yeah, it. Yeah, let's throw everything in there. And that's the part of the film that I like. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it got me... I do want to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. I do want to see Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Like, yeah, Kong versus Godzilla. So, you know, it's, it's still got me invested. But I think, I think they need to... I don't know why they, they need to have so many human characters, so many different, you know, plot lines and stuff. Just keep it just it really needs to be quite a bit more simple. Um I think what I really another thing I liked about this film actually is uh Ken Wantanabe. I really like his character. I really like how um you know he comes off as a very uh he's you know, he he plays the role very subtly and he and it's it's quite emotional. You do feel an att- attachment with him. Yes. Um and the relationship he has with Godzilla is pretty I think it's pretty well realized. I do like I do like him out and I like the fact that they brought him over from the first film. I I agree with that actually. Yeah. I think he he was probably the standout fleshed out character. Yeah. So this film does have a lot of um actors and actresses in the film that um are you know big Hollywood stars essentially. Um you know as you said Vera Farmiga's in there and she's been fantastic in yeah. like the Conjuring universe yeah, yeah. um and she's going to be She's always good. I think no matter yeah. how bad the film is you you're going to get a good performance from her. Um who else have we got Millie Bobby Brown as yeah. well of Stranger Things. Um this is her first film on the, on the big screen so yeah. the first film in the Hollywood silver screen outing. And again a fantastic actress but not fleshed out. The yeah. character isn't fleshed Completely out. Agree. Um Vera Farmiga's character yeah. Dr Emma Russell isn't fleshed out. She does you go you don't know what side she's on and yeah. I don't think she knows really either. It's really confusing like you don't you once you hear the villain's plot you just sort of say to yourself why like why do you want that why do you want these monsters and like why do you want them all free and it's madness really it, it, yeah it, it doesn't make, it didn't make sense to me i don't know if i missed something i i, I don't know it no i don't no you didn't miss anything honestly yeah. she just was at the beginning she's like yep we're doing something great here yeah. we're going to preserve it and then all of a sudden she just suddenly flips yeah for the sake of the plot for the sake of telling you what's going on essentially is what why she did that um and then and then she sort of reverts back ever so slightly and then the demise of that character's gone and it's, yeah. it, it's almost wasted yeah essentially um as you said like ken watamabi he he's fantastic but i do feel like he plays the same character in every film that he does um he seems to be you know pokemon detective pikachu he yeah. was in that recently yeah. as well and you know he he played a lieutenant in there and you know he does seem to be the character the person that carries the film along in, as a plot device but he had a bigger role in Godzilla massively yep. Yep. and he did that have that he had that connection um in as you know with Godzilla which yeah. was different and yeah. was good and, and I think it was sort of to you know obviously Godzilla's a Japanese character he has very uh, Japanese roots and Ken Watanabe is Japanese so I think that's that's the you know the 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 main relationship that they have with each other is sort of to maybe it's Warner Brothers and Hollywood's way of you know thanking playing homage yeah almost. playing homage and you know yeah. referencing where Godzilla's come from um, because I know Toho the company that licensed Godzilla that own Godzilla are very selective about how they how Godzilla is representative uh, represented um, I remember reading an article where Godzilla can't be shown eating humans he can't be shown as a villain. There's all sorts of rules that are set okay. out um, when they licensed Godzilla out to other companies and they were very reluctant to do it again after the 1997 film, I believe. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, the one... Uh, with Matthew Broderick and... Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid and yeah. actually really loving the Same, film. yeah. I think it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I loved it. It's a disaster a movie. Yeah. Uh, and it isn't great when you go back and watch it it's a not. few days later. It really isn't. But 
yeah, I can see why they have that. They've they've done deliberately done that from that film, probably. Yeah. Um, you know what? This funny. It's funny that you should say that about like you know how it's, how he's depicted on screen and how you know how he looks and mm. what he does. Because what did you think of Godzilla nearer to the end of the film? Because he did. Go, it does go through a bit of a transformation. Yeah. Uh, sort of he he sort of takes in a lot of nuclear energy yeah. and become. He looks. Is it a he or is it a she? I don't know. But yeah. it looks a little bit larger than life. A little yeah. bit... Uh, puts on a bit of weight. Yeah. What did you think of that? Um, I think that's been one of uh, Toho's criticisms, actually. I remember hearing that they think the American Godzilla is a bit too... A bit tubby. Too, yeah, a bit too tubby. Um, but like I said, I like I love seeing Godzilla on screen. So I was okay with it. I was okay with seeing it. Um, I like his design. Um, and I want to see how they're going to change the Kong design. Because Kong... You know, how are they going to match up? How how does that fight even happen? Because well, Kong looks a bit smaller, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I think because they deliberately set that in the seventies, so they can say that he's become a, he's become bigger and he's, he's matured. Grown. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. But um, all the creature designs in this film, I loved. I loved, uh, like I said, I think the CGI was great. It uh, harks back to a sort of an anime sort of yeah, it did yeah look and feel about it yeah as you know the kaiju, which is obviously yeah. the Japanese term for these yeah. for monsters and. You do get a good sense of scale. Um, yeah. With the, that's another thing that was great with the Gareth Edwards uh, Godzilla is you get a really good sense of scale. You get to see how big, you know, when Godzilla steps out of the ocean, he causes a tsunami, which is insane. You know, that would probably happen in real life. You do get, and that. as you said, that's very grounded in yeah, the film. Exactly, so. it's very grounded. So it's just they're two very different films. Um, but I think in terms of rewatchability, I would watch King of Monsters over the 2014 one, just for just for those monster scenes and you know i think i think if you if it comes down to that i think i enjoyed this one just a little bit more um i liked where what the first one i appreciate what the first one was trying to do mm. but they got rid of brian cranston way too early he should have been the main character in that film aaron taylor johnson is just a plank of wood in that film he's, <laughs> he's awful in that film but yeah and elizabeth olsen in it as well wasn't yeah. she I, I like her yeah um and they seem to go hand in hand together a little bit, don't they? Because they were in Avengers uh, Age yeah, of Ultron yeah. together. Yeah, I forgot about um, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Aaron was not good nah. in, in Godzilla. Um, yeah, it does seem like, you know, uh, well, actually, this got go back to the actors and actresses in, in, yeah. in King King of Monsters. Sally Hawkins was in yep. King of Monsters. She, yeah, she's gone too soon. Yep. Uh, she was, she's great, but, you know, yeah, let's kill her off. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. She's one of your better actresses that you've and got in And in such a, in such a, like, horrible way as well like yeah. you, you know very disturbing indeed mm-hmm. very disturbing indeed so I think we should uh, round this off a little bit um, so was this really as bad as the critics were saying would you say I don't think so um, like I said go for the spectacle um, you've, we finally get to see these monsters go at it and that's personally that's what I've always wanted to see and like I said I think because of that I enjoy it slightly more than I did the 2014 one Yeah, um, they really do you know compensate for the lack of Godzilla in that film um, but yeah, again, as as is the case with these films, the human characters are not very relatable. They don't have much depth to them. Um, but you know, you're going to see Godzilla. The film's called Godzilla, so I think you, I think it, yeah, I think you, you go should for check the it out. spectacle essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as of June the seventh to the eighth, uh, the box office uh, weekend takings, uh, it's grossed five point five million pounds, and mm. that's not a lot. It's not. Um, yeah. It is on its way to being a bit of a flop, I think. I think so, yes. But, you know, Warner Brothers probably are not happy with that, especially, like I said, they want, they want to branch this off into Kong versus Godzilla. And I think I think that's already started filming. It's coming out next year. So, mm. 
I think it will impact that a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well that performs now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ranjit, thank you for coming on to uh, the new me. podcast, The Cinema Review Show. Um, and I hope I'll have you back again soon. Obviously, we're going to have some bonus content coming up after this episode goes out uh, for X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yep. Uh, and uh, what was the other film we we're going to talk about? Booksmart, Booksmart wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So uh, look out for that content as well. Uh, so, yes, thank you for coming on. Thank and you I'll very see much. you again soon.